Welcome to Lifestyles of the Rich and Dead. people who are dead if they are cognizant and not in a deep sleep do you think that they mind us shitting on them like you know post back here because we are talking about dead people primarily here do you think they actually mind that we're discussing them or do you think they're happy that they're at least like you know being mentioned or talked about regardless of the context my beliefs uh, are that they are just literally clicked off and mm-hmm. they have no thoughts or feelings anymore at all if anything, they're floating energy, and that could still be around, but I don't think it's it cares at all what's happening anymore. It cares at all? So you think you lose, like, all sense of, like, gender or, like, our identity? Like, oh, yeah, you're, you're dead? Yeah, I think soul. I think whatever soul is, that's still floating around. I think there's something about that. But wait, great segue, Aaron. This is life uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Dead. My name is Red yeah. Jefferson. I'm here with Aaron Coyle. How are you, Aaron? I am doing okay. I'm doing aggressively okay, Red. How are you? What the hell does that mean? That sounds scary. It's not scary. It just means I am firmly in the, like, could be worse, could be better, you know? Like, it's like things are par for the course, but there's no there's no avenue for me to get to, a, like, a better, like, oh, like, I'm feeling good about stuff. I am just hardcore locked in an okay world. Thank God for you saying that, because in all honesty, aggressively okay sounds like a customer service manager and how they feel <laughs> all the time is aggressively okay. And I'm glad that you, you're not falling off into that Oof. type of pit. Um, I don't want to be a customer service manager. That sounds dealing with people like on a day to day. People are the worst generally. It as really we come is. to find out through this research. It really is bad. It really is. But one, one, we're talking about Johnny Cash today. Johnny Cash. Jonathan. Good old Johnny. John, it's not, John, John's not his real name. John, I saw that too. That was like the last thing I like. Uh, I was, I, I had that was one of my aces up my sleeve. I was gonna drop that. And you just, you just leave right with it. Shouldn't we? Because I was about to do the whole like, oh, Johnny Cash, yeah, born nineteen thirty two, born John R. Cash. Wait, wait, a uh, J. R. Cash, born J. R. Cash. What didn't dumb. you like J. R. What didn't you go by J. R. for a little while? No, I went by R. J. I thought you were J. Didn't you like someone? Is there a wrestling person? I, I find JR? it would be weird for me to go as Jefferson Red. <laughs> That'd be weird. I mean, um, not all of us reinvent their own names, so I don't really know what the rules are, how they apply to you, really. No, no, they they actually. Uh, I I have no rules with that. Uh, you could call. I, I honestly think it's very funny that I switched my name, that I just changed it on a whim, and that I didn't do any of the work before, like with like. Uh, paperwork legal <laughs> anything i am completely created a different identity that does this one thing while tax wise i do another i love it it would be kind of funny in my mind if you just have your driver's license and like with a sharpie you just kind of wrote red jefferson over your actual name or oh whatever. my god that would be a great cover for a comedy album oh Ooh, right like yeah like thing you, like just like, scribble over it like oh that's the red jefferson that's a fun list we're here talking about johnny cash legendary Focus. folk singer uh folk country western singer big fa- i'm a big fan of johnny cash are you a johnny cash fan i mean i know the the hits like uh walk the line and ring of fire so very familiar with both of them they're both good songs i have nothing against them i'm not a country person per se but i do enjoy listening to those so like i enjoyed his top hits for what it's worth but like the dudes made what like 70 like albums like hundreds of songs like i have not gone that deep in the discography sure 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 so but you're you're somewhat uh you're 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 uh, pleased with johnny i don't know what the word would be like you're i am i am um i am how do i put it i am i'm a fan i'm a loose as loose as a fan i'm the casual fan you're a fair weather johnny cash fan 
Exactly. I am not going to go into the deep cuts with him, but if, you know, the song comes on the radio, I'll, like, you know, like, I'll tap my foot along to the beat, you know? Is he, if he's playing a free concert, you're going to go check it out for those two oh, yeah. songs you want I, to I will mosey over. I'm not going to fork over, like, a bunch of money to see his mm-hmm. ghost play a song, but, like, I'll go, you know, walk over at the festival and see what's going on there. Yeah, you're not going to hear those deep, uh, those, those rough cuts. You're going to just go for the big hits, the big two hits. But he's had a lot of hits. He's had he of has had a lot of them. But, okay, um, before getting into that, what did you know about Johnny Cash before he, like, you know, before uh, any of this looking up into i knew quite a bit i guess really uh, because i uh, i'm a big johnny cash fan i've read books about johnny cash uh, you, you don't dress in all black very curious what's very that curious you don't dress in all black if you're a johnny that big of a johnny cash fan you know it's never been you've never expressed it really. dressing all black requires a certain amount of commitment and in all honesty also i get dry skin and dry skin and black clothing does not look good is that a, is that a thing? Is that that's really what true? flakes? I guess that's true. What did you yeah. think dandruff is? Well, wait. That's oh boy. Dandruff is just, just dry skin. I don't am know. I... I thought it was. I thought it was like a condition where it just flaked off. But like I never thought of my scalp being dry because there's hair above it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the hair dries out the skin, especially when you shampoo too much, and then you get oh. dandruff. I am learning all kinds of things today. I really am. This is well, I'm so to me. I'm pleased as punch that I can help you out with this <laughs> one because it's a so. But yeah, black clothing and dry skin isn't a good combo. No, I can imagine. Yeah. So I go. Well I go for uh, light pastels. Light pastels. <laughs> I like, a pastel I like pastels. Yeah. And earthy tones. But Johnny Cash was all black all the time. Um, the man in black. What did you know about Johnny Cash? So to be fair, I knew those two songs. I knew he. Uh, he had a prison connection like Folsom State Prison I know he either recorded an album there or was actually in that prison but like to be honest with you my main knowledge of him is mostly comprised from the two movies uh, Walk the Line and Walk Hard and I did see both of them both of them only once so a lot of the lines of like I think Walk the Line was supposed to be an actual documentary or kind of like try to be truthful to what his experience was. But like Walk the Walk Hard was obviously a different direction. But like it's been like 10 years or so since I've seen either of them. So they kind of are starting to blur together a little bit. And I'm not sure which parts are actually real or which parts are just like kind of like whatever. Like was he asking Tim Meadows for a lot of like drugs? Did he cut his brother in half with a machete accidentally? I'm not entirely sure. Oh, well, I'm this like, could be a big Johnny I'm Cash reveal 80% sure. 80% sure he didn't cut his brother in half. Oh. But, like, I can't rule that out entirely. No, but, see, that's the issue with Walk Hard, is that it touches real stuff, but then... I, because his brother did get cut in half. And, like, the end of, like, Walk Hard... But it just wasn't crazy, him that, with like, a machete. <laughs> it was a bandsaw. Uh, wait, his brother did get actually get cut in half? I yeah, his that. brother did, when he was a child. <sighs> I am not good at research. <laughs> I dropped that ball. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's cut an half by uh, playing with a bandsaw, and apparently everyone in the family, everyone in the family, thought that today was going to be a bad day. Well, <laughs> and like, and they're like, they said to the son, they're just like, "Don't go to work today. Go play with your <laughs> little brother." And the like, he's like, "No, ma, we gotta make money." And he, he went into the shop, cut himself in half accidentally instead of going with johnny cash to the lake to fish i can't tell if you're serious there's everything right i now. said is completely serious uh and in walk hard 
he accent with when he's playing with machetes with his brother, the sleeve accidentally comes off and he cuts his brother in half with a machete. And that that part I remember, and his dad always taunting him that the wrong brother died. I thought that was you a thought that was bit. in Walk the Line. <laughs> the wrong kid died. <laughs> Maybe his father was a dick. I didn't get that much on the dad. You know, Very there's a lot of like it's like Very 1920s time. The the areas that you're smart. <laughs> are, <laughs> they're, they're so very pinpointed so yeah. very pinpointed but these big lapses in in entertainment pop culture general culture just general everything culture in me. general yeah just culture i feel like i understand the gist of a lot of things but like i don't care enough to look into them so like a lot of fiction gets mixed into like what i know I love it. such I love as it. walk it must be a beautiful world you live in Eric. it's much more entertaining it's much imagine. more entertaining that way i, I have to say well i let's just talk about the juiciest piece of juice that we got and i think we better have the same one uh, I I actually think that we don't now. <laughs> After we've gotten here, I'm pretty sure that we do not. Because I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot for Johnny Cash. There's not the the in all honesty the cutting kid cutting his brother in half or his him having his brother been cut in half. Uh, I didn't even have on my list. Like I was gonna the, say that had to have been higher in your list. Not like, at that all wasn't on my make list. mine. That my number. All- can I just share with you? Well, I want to hear what your number one is. No, I want. Oh, I'm embarrassed now. I don't want to go first right now. <laughs> because like like all of his other stuff are either like you know uh, things we know him getting arrested a lot because he got he got a lot of arrests for public drunkenness, maybe some uh, uh, destroying hotel rooms. Look, the dude liked to party, okay? Let's put it like that. He enjoyed partying. He was a real, real renegade outlaw. And there's that one scene from Walk Hard where he's just breaking sinks. And then he just <laughs> breaks a bunch of sinks in a row and throws them on the ground. Which apparently was somewhat realistic because based on some things that I saw, it wasn't my number one thing. But he definitely destroyed a bunch of hotel rooms, like whatever. He was no stranger to causing some damage. Yeah, he was a real uh, trendsetter. Do you want to go first or should I? I, I? I've got one big juicy hunk of gossip. I think that's really the mainstay of what I've got. Okay, let's lead with you first, and I'll go with some quick hitters that I like are some of like the top of my list. Cause, like I have like a bunch of pseudo ties for first place, so like if you have a clear front runner, I want to hear that. There's not a doubt in my mind, and I think you'll agree with me. And it could all be summed up in one word: ostrich. Full disclosure, when you first pitched me on this, you said the word ostrich, there was an ostrich involved, and that's what sold me on Johnny Cash to begin with. So I did see it. I only got a little bit of the ostrich, so give me your ostrich story. I want to hear everything you got on this ostrich. I'm going to go at it without even looking at my notes. So Johnny Cash... He's, it's in the late seventies, early eighties. The man's all strung out on drugs and he's coming, he's trying to be clean. He's trying to live a Christian life. He's with his family. He's kind of retired, semi-retired. And so what does he do? He has an ostrich farm. He has an ostrich farm. We all have to have our own hobbies. We We all all have have to have have our hobbies. Ostriches are very specific, very, uh, 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 what is it? Exquisite? No. Exotic. No. It's a very exotic farm. Uh, and so he has these, and the uh, there's a, the big freeze comes over his area. He lives in Tennessee, I think. And a big freeze, big cold comes in, and he's trying to huddle all these ostriches into the barn, but one doesn't want to. And it was this oh, mama yeah. ostrich, and she's like <laughs> the, the the big mama ostrich. She stays outside and she freezes to death. Right? She freezes oh, no. to death. 
And he's he did, like he didn't want it to happen. He's trying to save her, but sure. the, per, apparently her husband ostrich saw this and was angry at Johnny Cash. And he Wait, walks that... up to him one day. He walks up to like just like he would any other day with this ostrich, who is usually pleasant with him. But this ostrich now fluffs up his feathers and starts hissing at him, like he's responsible for the death of the mama ostrich. Oh, so let me get this straight. So. He the the mother the the female ostrich died in a barn because it was too cold outside. Outside the barn, outside, outside. the barn, because and she then, wouldn't go in. And then later, at like a couple of days later, that's or that same day, the other the male ostrich attacked him. Yes, male Ooh, ostrich. Uh, same day or same day or later? I'd imagine later. A, a, a big cold front came down, so I'm assuming this is days where she stayed outside. She didn't want to go inside, <laughs> and then once this this other ostrich found her. Realized that Johnny Cash must have been the one that did it, and he had a grudge. So this That's... big Papa Ostrich <laughs> had a grudge against Johnny Cash, right? That that alone in itself, the fact that ostriches are capable of holding grudges, that he found his female thing, and like that ostrich assigned blame to Johnny Cash. It's like, not you know the what? ostrich's fault. Johnny Cash gets a lot of grudges with a lot of different types of people, and I think this is more him starting a fight. <laughs> Because this is all according to him. He says that this ostrich acted aggressively towards him, right? So he walks away, and now strung out, angry, retired Johnny Cash is devising a plan. He's like, this is my land. I rule this land. He thinks he can (laughs) act that way to me. And it's not even like, it's an animal. It's an animal. And he is upset that he's being disrespected. On his farm. So he plots this plan to kind of show him who's boss. So he gets this big six foot long (laughs) stick, right? So Johnny Cash gets this big six foot long stick. And he approaches. Now this ostrich has already stopped caring about Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash admits this. Johnny Cash is like, he's already moved on. Wait, so he held, so what was the ostrich's plan? He held the grudge for Johnny Cash murdering his wife and he's like, just like going to act pissy towards him for a couple days. And he's like, yeah, okay, justice is served at that point. I, I'm assuming that it that wasn't to do with that at all. This ostrich is doing, like probably got scared before by something Johnny Cash did and spooked. So he raised his arms and sure. Johnny Cash made this entire story in his head that now it's either <laughs> him or the bird. <laughs> One has to go. That's it. Highlander rules. Has to go. So he takes this big stick. He walks up to him. The bird, the ostrich, doesn't care anymore. It it was already doing its thing. It was wandering off. He goes up to ostrich, swings at it, and the bird disappears. And he looks around for a second, and he just realized the bird jumped fifteen feet up into the air to dodge the attack. They could jump very high. They could jump very high, and then came. Spike pile like spike kicking him in the chest, in the stomach, and ripping open his stomach all the way down to his belt. Oh, so the ostrich just tore him asunder there. The ostrich took its big claw that's the size of a shoe and just jammed it in his stomach and tore down to his belt. And J- and uh, Johnny Cash is like, "Thank God I wore a good strong belt and a good strong buckle." Because he would have tore him up. And apparently Jesus. he broke several ribs landing on a rock. And then he kept swinging the pole violently to keep him away. And he backed away. With his away. Like, guts like opened up like on the ground. He was still taking swings at the mm-hmm, ostrich. Mm-hmm. And Wait. this fight. This fight with this ostrich. Ensured to his dying days that he was taking pills forever. That's sad because, like, you know, one of the things about him is that he did have a long, like, lifelong, you know, struggle with addiction between pills and booze and stuff like that. But, like, like to be clear, the ostrich won that fight. Am I correct in assuming that? 
I would say that the ostrich not only won the fight, won the honor. Like, they think there's honor, like, because Johnny Cash went about it as a matter of disrespect. And so this was like a gentleman's feud. Uh, and at least I couldn't imagine if you're going into a fight based off of someone disrespecting you, if they win that fight, that's their land now. I was going to say, like, I feel like the ostrich should have the deed to his ranch or the ostrich should be like, you know, like, like the ostrich is the bird of the, the, the manor or whatever. Like the, like he should be like, you know, like reporting to the ostrich, like or whatever. I would I, love to think that once he went back, he treated that ostrich like a prince. Like he, right? he brought pillows and just like, been like, sure thing, boss. You want some beer, cleared boss? Out the master, cleared out the master bedroom. Look, this is your area now. I'll go find like a loft in the barn somewhere. Like, I really think that house should have belonged to the ostrich going forward at that point. I think Johnny Cash has a certain old school man mentality that if he lost a fight, he'd be like, well... He now has to sire my children. <laughs> like, like that sire. That means have sex with, right? Yes, it does. Then that's that's that deeply disturbing. That wasn't. That wasn't. This that's gonna get edited out. Wait, hold on. Let's do a big yeah, edit here. <laughs> edit. <laughs> Good. Cut it clear. To be also clear, I did find that fact about the ostrich. There is a painting online of Johnny Cash like fighting this ostrich right now. There's like a cut on his chest and he's like kind of like fist up like he's about to punch it and the ostrich is attacking. Like it's actually a pretty great painting. So if you want to Google like that image search or whatever, it's Oh, believe me, I, uh, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I'm looking at it as we speak. Uh, it's a beautiful painting. And that so I can imagine you can imagine now that's my number one. Of and course. a very, very well-deserved number one. Now, quick follow-up. Do you, did you mention when this took place? Uh, this is 81, 1981. Okay, interesting. So, uh-huh. so he's an older guy. He's... No, no, no. But this is good context for the next story that I want to talk about. So um, 16 years earlier, before this incident with the ostrich, he had another run-in with some... I'll say, I have, like, three bird stories on him. He has an interesting relationship with birds in general. <laughs> he has a great relationship. Honestly, yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about, but let's see. Uh, he has a bad history with birds. This is 1960-what? Three? I'm going to talk about 1965, when he may more or less kind of started a forest fire that destroyed the habitat of a lot of birds. What? <laughs> didn't you didn't get this? this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a great what? story. Um, so he I was, thought he was talking about when he let the chicks out in the hotel room. I, I have that one too. That was another one that I was going to go to. Great That's story. the only other bird story I've heard. He, he has a strange relationship with birds. Tell okay. me, how did he destroy... Let's um, go. Story time here. Okay, six. this is years 1965. 16 years before this. So I think this kind of laid the groundwork for some deep-seated aggression or maybe a grudge that he held against oh the foul God. folk in general. Uh, so uh, it does kind of when I hear that story. Um, so essentially um, 1965, he was still in a bad way, kind of like very much like uh, booze and pills day in, day out, like not in the greatest state of mind, but um, he was kind of looking for something fun to do um, in the middle of June 1965, and one of his friends, um, his name um, name was Damon Fielder, I guess some guy who kind of hung around his neighborhood, one of his friends, but he's like, hey, Damon, uh, I've been arguing with my wife a lot because like I'm never around. Let's go fishing somewhere or have some fun or whatever. So, you know, Damon said, great, sure, whatever. Hopped in the car with them, and 
it kind of like he kind of like his eyebrows started kind of raising because on the way to this fishing spot, like, you know, they're in his tractor, his truck, or whatever. He Hello? was taking a swig of whiskey, downing some pills like he was like he was, you know, while driving. He And like his friend even said, like, hey, why do you do that? And whatever. Like, I don't want to get that's not the point of this story. But essentially they split up because like his friend was upset that Johnny was taking pills and booze and they both went to separate fishing spots. Um so essentially they did their own thing for a while and his friend you know all of a sudden you know he's got this quiet spot like they go to a lake or whatever in the middle of this forest and the friend starts smelling some smoke nearby he thought that was a little weird so he rushed back to gonna go see what's up with johnny and apparently he finds cash on his knees in front of a truck uh fanning of blaze trying to kind of i guess get it going you know there's matches by his side so the dude figured that, like, oh, he had started the fire to keep warm, but because he was so pretty out of it, he couldn't really control it, and it started getting Wait, a me... little bit out of control. Wait, let what, me what get, uh, get a, a semblance of what's going on here. Let me get... Uh, do you hear me? Mm-hmm. There's some breaking up here. Okay. I can hear you. Uh, there, uh, let me just... Let me just get some semblance of what's going on here. Him and his friend are in the woods. Oh, Johnny sorry, he's Cash a nephew. is hot This is his on... nephew. Nephew. And he's hopped up on pills and alcohol. He escapes Correct. the car, which his nephew was driving, and he starts a fire. Oh, no, to- no. Johnny was driving the car, to be clear. He was driving. They get to this, like, lake to go fishing in the middle of the forest, and his nephew is pissed because he's doing the drugs and booze. So he's like, look, we're going to, like, I know we said we we're going to go fishing together, but I'm not having what you're doing. So I'm going to go to this other side of the lake in this remote kind of fishing spot. You can fish here by the lake. I'm going to go over there and do my own fishing. So he's like, John's like, fine, whatever. I'll do my own fishing. But at some point, the nephew starts smelling some smoke, goes to go check on Johnny. And then that's where he sees Johnny kind of like clumsily trying to manage a fire that he had started because he apparently was warm, but like he couldn't really control it. But uh, eventually it definitely starts to spread. Um, it gets bad enough that, uh, they need to get rescued by a helicopter out of there. Um, so essentially what ended up happening is that he burned over 500 acres in this fire. I mean, this is like a serious kind of widespread I don't love, I don't love him burning down the thing, but I do love the idea that clumsy Johnny Cash, when he's on his pills, instead of actually going fishing, he's just doing everything but fishing. Like, he's like, oh, I gotta build a, I gotta get some water first. (laughs) Which I make, which, you know, which I get, like, you know, like you do, sometimes you gotta do some prep work to get going, but it definitely did not go according to how he was hoping to, but the best parts of the story come in the aftermath of it. So first of all, helicopter, helicopter lifted out of there, but you know, he needs to answer for his crimes here. So, um, he's brought before, um, court, I guess, or something like that. But in the middle of the proceedings, Johnny Cash claims that the fire was caused by sparks from a defective exhaust system in his uh, truck or whatever. And so he's like, hey, you know, I didn't do anything. The car just, you know, sparked because it had a shitty engine and then a fire happened or whatever. And so the judge is pressing him like, Cash, why did you do it? Come on, let's be serious. And he eventually got kind of frustrated. So he just kind of shouted back to the judge. I didn't do it. Okay, my truck did. And the truck is dead. So you can't question the truck, which is just (laughs) brilliant legal proceedings. (laughs) The truck's fault and the truck is dead. So, yeah, you can't question as if the truck was still working. The judge (laughs) could question it to find out the validity of the claim. Um, So the the downside to this and how we're going to connect this to the birds 
is that the fire... Because <laughs> I haven't forgotten about that part. Um, the fire destroyed over 500 acres, as I said, and it burned the foliage of three mountains and drove off essentially 49 of... This was like kind of like a wildlife refuge. So there was 53 endangered California condors living there, and his fire drove off 49 of them. So almost all of the condors who are using this as a refuge, he chased them off and God knows what happened to what the buzzards. What happened to the other, of the other four? I'll tell you what his opinion... Oh, the other four hopefully survived. Maybe they started a new life. But either way... four endangered condors? <laughs> Cash was also getting pressed about, come on, dude, you burned down 500 acres of forest and these were like endangered condors that were living here. And he got apparently, you know, pretty pissed off that people were pressing him on the condor piece. So he eventually uh, shouted, and I quote, I don't care about your damn yellow buzzards. Um, did not go over well in court. Uh, <laughs> the federal government sued him and was awarded 125000 Cash eventually settled and had to pay about eighty k, um, of which is about $500,000 in today's money. So... Um, as you know, eventually, you know, the condors are making a small comeback. There's only a, there's less than 500 living in wild or captivity nowadays. So, you know, the fact that he displaced 50 of those condors and didn't care. He like he lied about the truck and then he lied to saying, like, look, I don't care about the buzzers. Clearly, I think he, this was the beginnings of some resentment that he had towards birds that then culminated in an epic showdown with an ostrich on his farm later no, on. Oh, Aaron, it's not what? that. It's a curse. From years earlier, when he was at the hotel, and he got drunk with his buddy, and he let 500 baby chicks out into the hotel. These poor baby chicks. They didn't... Do you think they survived that night? I would like to believe that they are all adopted by friendly people, and then they all kind of, like, you know, had great lives. But, you know, I'm an optimist, so I would like to believe that, like, those baby chicks all found willing homes in that hotel somewhere. I'm I'm this close to believing that they're baby condors. <laughs> <laughs> to believe that he just found a, ba- a batch of extinct condors and he's like i don't give a fuck about your whatever he said <laughs> something yellow birds uh damn yellow buzzards they weren't even buzzer- buzzards either way they were actually like you know they were um condors not buzzards i don't know what the difference is between the two but uh it sounds like he didn't really care to look into it one way or he the did other. not he obviously he did, did not, not. D- no. and so and all honestly besides the ostrich and besides that, all I else I got are facts. Um, quick one last note: he did also call, uh, record a song in 1984. So this is after the thing with the ostrich, um, called "Chicken in Black," and it re- it's a song about him having his head transplanted into the body of a chicken and then i think it was a bank robber gets transplanted into his own body but i think he thought it was like a fun comedy thing but then like his friend told him like dude you look like a fucking joke up there and then he got pissed and was like we got to stop doing this or stop airing this music video even though it was actually kind of trending doing well but like he did have a song about his body his mind getting transplanted into a chicken so there's a lot of bird stuff going around with johnny cash what hurt him? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I feel like there was a bird story early in his childhood, and then it just kept reoccurring throughout his life. Maybe he got... If reincarnation exists, I bet he's a bird flying around somewhere today. Aaron, in your life, what's your, your bird? What's my bird? Like, like an animal What's the that thing I that's... Is there anything in your life that follows you through life and is almost like a source of treachery? This follows through me through life and is almost like a, a like source an of treachery. Like an unlucky number. 
or uh, 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 black cat, you know? Chocolate. I mean, I hate chocolate. So every, like, I feel like it always kind of shows up where I don't want to. Like, oh, there's a delicious dessert. Oh, I'm sorry. There's chocolate in the middle of it. So like, I don't, I don't know if that qualifies. You're, that doesn't, no, that's not you're so same. disappointed by the answer. The so look on your face same. is. I'm so upset. <laughs> you were so that hoping for something sense. else. No, you set me it, up Aaron. for something you know, and I destroyed it. it. You, you forget it, right? <laughs> the... Fine, Red. What has been following you around your whole life, huh? Enlighten me, please. I've been, is... uh, I've been very lucky. <laughs> I've been very lucky. I've been blessed. I disagree. Too bl- hashtag too blessed, right? <laughs> well, right. good for you, Red. Well, good let's, for you. Let's, I got only a few little trivia facts here, but I think they're worth having. He Lady was a... He was afraid of snakes and of flying. A really odd combination, but I guess, yeah, he would not be a fan of snakes on a plane. Like, he would not know what to do with himself in that situation. Not Um, a fan of the movie. He had no qualms about covering other people's songs. He said a good song's a good song. That's why he was always very well known for his covers. Did you know he actually did not even write Ring of Fire? Uh, No, he did not ring Ring of Fire. Yes, you're right. You're right. June Carter stole it from, like, wrote it, and then, like, you know, boom, it became a thing. And I, like, and I think there was another famous one where he just kind of uh, copied it. I think it was Walk the Line, maybe. Like, he, like, quote-unquote heavily borrowed from it. So, like, I feel like his biggest hits are just covers, and then, like, his solo stuff are just, like, him having his bo- mind transported into the body of a chicken and other just random shit that no one ever really ever heard of. Well, I got something for you, Aaron. One what thing's for certain. He's mm-hmm. definitely, uh, like, him uh, wearing all black. Yeah, a lot of people say, "Oh, it's because he's trying to, you know, sh- to talk about the, the the mourning of the world because people are dying and he's in mourning, or or something very uh, thoughtful and provocative." But no, want to what it is? What was it? Wearing black on tour is easier to clean. He okay. did that because it was for efficiency, and he's been calling himself the Man in Black because he's he's uh, lazy with laundry. Now, isn't that something? Isn't that some trash we could dig up? (laughs) That's something. I don't know if it qualifies as trash, but there are two conflicting stories here. Because I did hear that part about he chose it just to keep the shit clean. But there's also another story out there that Cash started wearing black because he and the Tennessee Two, his backing musicians, wanted to match while on stage. And the only thing that they all happened to have in common was a black t-shirt. So they all just started wearing black together. So it's either more efficient, like, or easier to clean, or it was just like, oh, easier because everyone happened to have it. Either way, it definitely doesn't seem like it was like, I'm a dark and brooding choice. It's more like, oh, everyone just happens to have black lying around her. Oh, I just don't feel like cleaning shit. So like, that's why it happened. So like, look how these myths start, Aaron. Look how these myths start. Long story short, there's no deeper meaning to the black. And I like, the more I dig into this, I don't really know, think he's that deep of a guy. His most famous songs are covers of other stuff. Like, he got into fights with, oh, okay, the ostrich thing is still wildly entertaining. And then, nah. like, you know, he didn't even really have, a, like, a brooding thing with, like, you know, the, with the black clothes. So, But he was actually, he was a pretty nice guy, it seemed. Like, he did he free concerts. Nice he did free yeah. concerts for prisoners, which I thought was pretty cool. I've always thought was pretty cool. He's definitely, and he also, like, uh, pretty neutral line on all politics. Like he, he, he sang he was for friends ju- with some, he was friends with some presidents though. Um, I know Jimmy Carter was his cousin by marriage, which is kind of an interesting kind of like, that seems like an odd That's pairing, cute. but, uh, um, he was also a fan, a buddy of George Bush senior. And, uh, okay. I got this little bit. He did visit with Bill Clinton while he was in the white house. What do you think? 
like what do you think he did with Bill Clinton in the White House? What, like he, Why do you say he it had like a that? <laughs> he had a couple of moments. What did alone. they do in the closet? <laughs> but like, like wh- if you I had a couple they... of moments alone with George, with Bill Clinton in the White House, what would you do with him? What would I do? I play it. I don't know. The uh, play cards, like play like Go Fish or something. Something a quick game, like a real is quick go, game. Is Go Fish your go to card game? No, I I guess my go to card game would be Gin Rummy. Uno is the right answer there. Uno is the more. That's not a card. One. That's but if you don't have the Uno cards, you can't play Uno. I'm sorry. Um, what do you play Uno with exactly? A deck are, of cards. Are they dice? Are they dice? But you can't play. It's not the same game because you don't have reverse. You don't have skip. You don't have wild. But are they cards, Red? Are they cards? Are you saying that you play the game Uno with regular cards? Have you ever done that in your life? I'm not saying regular. It's not a regular card game. Have you but done it? It is a card game. Have you done it though? Can you do it? Well, I guess with you can some do imagination, it. you could. Yeah, we yes. could do it. We could do it, but we yeah. wouldn't. If you had a regular deck deck <laughs> of cards, what would you do? There's some fun game, like hearts or spades are fun to do, or like I guess. Oh no, spit! Spit is the good classic game. I'm a big no. fan of spit. That's too fast. You're going too well, fast. I'm sorry, you can't keep up. You can't keep You're up. Going too fast with spit. All Either right. way. With Bill Clinton, he ended up comparing shoe sizes with him. I don't know why he did, but he wanted to know how he stacked up to Bill. So maybe he heard some stories about Bill being a bit of a player. He's like, you know what? If the myth is true, how do I kind of stack up to Bill? Which is kind of like, that's the only reason I can imagine he would want to compare shoe sizes with him. I'm sh- I, I I wonder who started the conversation first, honestly. Like, yeah. because they both look like the type of guy that'd be like, my shoe size is bigger than his. <laughs> like they all, they both would be that guy. Do you think that the comparing shoe sizes was just a euphemism, and they actually compared dick sizes while in the White House? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they both whipped it out in the White House, and they stood toe to toe, and they're like, "You touch me first. <laughs> like, I'm touch. just saying. I know. Look, I know Johnny Cash became a, like you know very religious. He became like I think a pastor or like a reverend at some point. He never did any services, but he like officiated a wedding. But like, so he does have some moral compass. But like at the same time, like I'm not sure at what point in his like kind of like recovery he was. So like if he was still kind of like heavily under the influence of some some stuff, like. I mean, I couldn't be surprised if he whipped it out in the White House. And clearly, you know, Bill Clinton has no qualms doing so either. I would absolutely love to read the fan fiction of Johnny Cash going to the White House and then him and Bill slowly seducing each other. Uh, <laughs> right? they're, both, they're both, but super they're both aggro, so they keep trying to top each other. You know, they both th- they don't they both don't want a bottom, but because the, like, but they both do. The but they both do though. No. <laughs> I've never really watched gay porn before, but like if I did, I would kind of be curious to see the Johnny Cash, Bill Clinton kind of porn down at the White House. Yeah, I would like one of good stories there. Like that's a good story. I could get into that with Johnny just just coming in and he's being and Bill Bill's obviously Bill's obviously like, oh, well, it's, it's Johnny Cash. He's a big fan of yours, big fan. And then Johnny's kind of using that to his advantage, just being right. like, let, let me see your shoe size. Let's see your shoe size. Look at my shoe size. Pretty pretty big huh that's how it starts yeah like eyebrow raise like you know huh this is a pretty big huh and then bill bites his lip (laughs) (laughs) i feel like this needs to get made now i like this this is too juicy i think there's a lot of juice there well i guess uh we could get to rating him right i guess i uh yeah you don't really have much on him he's not a bad guy he's not like an amazing thing 
one quick thing he did um he, one thing that i love is that like he's big arrest for our, like pills or whatever because he got pills like uh south of the border to try to bring him up uh, try to hop a plane flight back but like it was kind of funny that he just essentially went to el paso hopped in a cab and was like dude take me south of the border and get me pills and the cab driver's like you got it, Mr. Cash. And they just off they went. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> That's exactly how he didn't like, you know, have a plan of like, oh, I have a guy. He just hop, got off a plane in El Paso, hopped in a cab. was like, take me to a place I can get pills south of the border and say no more. I got you, fam. Off they went. <laughs> I got you, fam. <laughs> That's pretty fun. Yeah, uh, yeah he's, he's obviously, he, I, I think he's a pretty good guy. Yeah, I would he. He uh, he defended like grade range. Yeah, to be I think he had his struggles, but like I think he had always meant well. He um he was a big proponent of um, Native Americans. Um, Actually, he had a whole album with them trying to like promote their rights and like like whatever. I I think overall his heart was in the right place. He just had kind of some struggles with like kind of addiction and like kind of like his career. He kind of always struggled with like I think I think he's a good person. I want to say he's solidly like he didn't like go out of his way to like i don't think he's in the a level i want to say he's a solid b plus kind of territory i think he's at like the very tippy top of like the purgatory level if you will of like kind of like the middling range where, yeah, where did you him, have him i put him in a solid b plus uh, a solid b plus maybe because like i, I almost want to put him at a b because no <laughs> i uh, he's, he's from the south in the 1930s 40s 50s and i don't know what i'll come across if i actually did the research yeah that that's what i'm afraid of i don't want to commit to it like, like i said like so i'm I, going to say i think it's safe to say a b plus and uh, with with an asterisk there that we haven't done all the research i, feel I know like, we said i feel like that asterisk goes for everything there is a quote i saw that where he said i always liked the blacks so that's good i mean sure yeah (laughs) it's a that's a direct quote he's always liked them so Uh, i'm gonna put it at a b plus with an asterisk there that it's subject to change yeah i feel like once again i feel like that asterisk apply to any rating that we give to any of these people i feel like that's an asterisk everything every asterisk here asterisk there but um i feel like b plus is good like way like i can't have him up with like you know say like lucille or um Who's the other, or Alex? I feel Eleanor, like there's one other. Eleanor Roosevelt. Eleanor our, Roosevelt, our, our most recent entry. Yeah, Eleanor is like the gold standard. And he definitely is not at an Eleanor level. So he's a solid grade letter below that. That's a B plus. I feel like that's where he belongs. We've been doing too many good people recently. I can't wait for us to get into some more garbagey people. We need to get back into the muck. I'll agree with you. But like, there was some, like, there was some like kind of like dirt with him. But um, no, there, yeah. there's some good goss. That ostrich is good goss. Uh, yeah. Him torching the bird. His, his uh feud against birds uh i had no idea it was so legendary uh i have a feeling it has something to do with dark magic but yeah he's definitely reincarnated somewhere in the body of like do you think it do you think it would be a chicken or like do you think it would be like a different type of bird like like i don't know the dude looks like a humanized rooster i could see that look at him he's older he just looks like a, a weathered rooster walking around and that he's a singer so like you know roosters are always you know caca or they're the ones crowing. roosters that's a weird phrase that roosters crow why don't like roosters roost or i guess roost means sleeping but like oh they that roost seems... that's how you get some more roosters <laughs> oh my god i don't need to talk about bird sex but like either <laughs> way <laughs> but 
if he is a bird right now, presumably he is having his fair, fair share of roosting and crowing and stuff like that. So he probably is a bird somewhere now. Yeah. I'd like to believe that. That makes sense to me. And he's a, he's a rooster that's getting chased away by like an ostrich somewhere on an ostrich farm. Yeah. I feel, yeah. No, he, he's, he's the guy that crows. He's the guy that crows in the morning. Cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> that's your Johnny Cash impression? Cock-a-doodle-doo. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's pretty good. You know that I song? don't even remember. I don't even remember what he sounds like anymore. Like you I remember, the you remember the song by Cascada? Every time we touch, I get this yes. feeling. Like I used to do his like every time we touch, I get this feeling, and every time we kiss, I swear <laughs> I could fly. I don't like. Like I said, like I never really listened to any of his discography, but now I really hope that he. If he was alive today, I feel like he would do that cover. He was a big fan of doing covers, so part of me wants to say I, that like he'd get I, into some weird shit. I came in like a wrecking ball. But hey, that's the stuff. end of Lifestyles of the Rich and Dead. We just covered Johnny Cash. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at LotRadPodcast. Unfortunately, that's what I had to do. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's an unfortunate acronym. Nice. Uh, yeah. uh, because I wanted to just have it be LotRad. But apparently there's a lot of Lord of the Rings uh, AD <sighs> stuff or something. They've Are taken we going to have are we going to have to have a rivalry with Lord of the Rings people? Is that like going to be like the end result of the show? So we're we going to get a lot of accidental Lord of the Rings fans. We're going to get hey. a lot of people listening to this expecting to hear about uh, the ring. Uh, and they're going to get severely disappointed. Oh, you know, hey, sometimes you stumble onto something you weren't expecting, but maybe they like it. Maybe We should cover you know. J.R.R. Tolkien. <gasps> That's a good thing. But we did say we want to go into the milk. And I feel like J.R. He's is probably, probably a, a really good. He probably is. Although maybe we have to find out. We don't know for certain. Certain. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we did it. We did the thing. I'm proud of this. <laughs> <laughs>